Welcome to the Let It Bleed podcast, a place where you can hear the liquor-fueled ramblings of two narcissistic wizards who conjure the essence of inspirational people every week and bring it straight to you. Just how do you plan on doing that? Magic. Motherfucker. And now for the wizards themselves, David Amaya and Phil Arroyo. We done did it, son. Welcome to 2019. The um, year of the what are we what are we gonna already just coin this year as? Um, the year of the uh, orange jumpsuit, uh-huh. or or maybe it's like a recycling of the year of the horse, except it's the like one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Oh, really? I Explain, mean, elaborate. Oh man, well, see, you know, there there's there's the Chinese New Year and stuff like that. Uh, I believe the past one was the year of the blobfish. <laughs> what and, is that the real thing? The blobfish. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, it's the year of the blobfish. They're 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 revered over there for their for their wisdom, their tenacity, and their uh, penchant for for hookers. Um, oh. That's that's kind of if you were born under the year of the blobfish. Uh, that is typically. I mean, I don't know if you follow astrology a lot. I mean, I I, I don't know if you do. It's like maybe a little above you. I wrote, uh, but you know, for those of us who are more cultured, calendar like for everybody. So like all of the fucking everything that you read, that's pretty much that comes from me. Oh, that was you? Yeah. You I made did those that. up? Yeah. Dude. In my spare time. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I can't believe that's never come up before. But I did I couldn't do it when Mercury was in Gatorade, though. Oh shit. Well, 2019, it's all about Powerade, bitch. Ah, Welcome. It's the, Welcome to 2019. They love the salt. And the, the soil loves the salt. <laughs> the nutrients. And- <laughs> Electrolytes. I, I don't know what we're talking I about. I think that we're, we were kind of like on the same page because I, I feel like you were referencing a really fucked up future with that before. I was. And I was referencing idiocracy here toward the end. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. The Gatorade. Well, is, I mean, it's got what plants crave as we, as we careen wildly in this, uh, you know, this car with no brakes. It is actually two cars sewn together that we call America. Oh. And we are heading towards a cliff. Welcome to 2019 as our first act out the gate. Who's let's driving the car? Is it Tom Cruise or it's, is it's it Sean like, Hannity? Oh, yeah, unfortunately. And, and so go on. Oh, oh, man. So, yeah. <laughs> no, hey, guys, we are here with a best of episode. Because oh, that's yeah. not the best of it. This we is not going to make next year's. <laughs> yeah. Just we know. Okay. We know already. <laughs> this little intro here um and uh yeah man so we have got uh, a bunch of good shit to roll into so let's not keep the people waiting let's jump right the fuck into it oh yeah this first this is a very important topic though we're getting into the more serious stuff here about yep. squatty potties and yes. chewies and and you know things of that you know, nature i i almost you know i, I could have been a millionaire maybe even a billionaire <laughs> all right i have actually already copyrighted pussy kazoo so you know you guys can look forward to that in 2019. Um, and, uh, well, does that make any fucking sense? It no. doesn't, but that means we're starting our 2018 best of with uh, one of our favorite guests. Yeah, familiar guy. If you've ever listened to our podcast in the past, our, our last best of, you've definitely heard him on there. It's Jeff. Mr. Jeff Jeffrey is the man. Adams. Jeffrey Adams, the man, the mystery, the legend, the fucking... Spooky, ooky, goth daddy. Yeah. Yes. All of those things. That's right. Well, he's on here to delight you with uh, the squatty potty. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember I, I 
I had the idea for the Squatty Potty in like 2007. Oh, that's and heartbreaking. I fucking like wrote it out and stuff like that. But I was like, what am I doing? I'm like 18. I'm like, I don't like inventing <laughs> shit. And then like smash cut to 10 years later. It's like, oh my God, I see unicorns like pooping onto the thing. Yo, I used like, a Squatty Potty yesterday. Yeah. You oh, idiot. <laughs> I'm like, what if just, Wait, like, so like, what exactly this, like, is the Squatty Potty one more time? Oh, you, you know, know what a Squatty Potty is? Potty? No. We had the exact same reaction to that. That's Dude. That's weird. Uh, sorry, do you guys squatty? use the squatty potty? I yeah. use what the. Fu- what, I don't own one, but like my girlfriend has one at her house. So is it like the shiwi thing? I don't know what that is. No, no like, the shiwi no. is like a funnel That's you like hold a, over your pussy so yeah, you can pee like in public. Yeah, it's like a pussy kazoo. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, like it's you know what? Yeah. That's exactly what it <laughs> is. <laughs> and I think that if you sold, you know what? If I just had the same concept, but you know, gave it like you know, I'm like, oh, there's like a little like whistle thing on the side there. Boom! Like you. Could I'm gonna be honest. That's I think you could it. sell any product called the Pussy Kazoo. I think that'd be a great dollars. like punk name, a punk band name. The I, well, I think Pussy we've already got the name. Yeah, that's a, that, the no. title of this episode. Yeah, that's wow, a Pussy we've Kazoo. That We're four well, we did six, just so come from the Kazulu Mountain Jam. We did come from the Kazulu Mountain Jam. I was too drunk to actually declare a winner of the any of the contests that never took place because we were just fucking around so much. It was definitely one of those things where, like, I was at home private. I'm like, okay, this year it's gonna be great. I'm like putting necklaces, making these motherfuckers into necklaces, like fucking even trying to paint them and shit, and get like all crazy with it. Ready to go. And then, like, literally <laughs> it's like before, a final four. Like, yeah. before fucking the sun went down both days, I was blacked out, and that's just how it went. <laughs> you know, everyone got thrashed. Yeah, it was fucking. It was a weekend, that yeah. was for sure, but. Man, I just woke up and my like the side of my hip was just fucking bruised as fuck, you know, just hurting. Like, what oh, I do? must have fallen on the rocks. Apparently, oh yeah, yeah. I what was up there. When you turn thirty-one, yeah, <laughs> you just wake up and your hip is bruised. You're just like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Already, don't do that. I turned thirty a couple of months ago, and I know it's all going downhill. It really <laughs> is not sucks. though. It's not like I mean emotionally, no, I'm better than I've ever been. I better yes. rub it in while I can. Well, I can. So it sounds like you're exactly where I was last year, and or even just more recently. Remember when we talked about all that stuff, and and mm-hmm. you know physically. And, and cause like emotionally, yes, you're, you're, you know, growing and you're learning and you're enjoying it all, but you're like, fuck, I wish I could just stay up a little bit later without fucking feeling like I have to go to the ER tomorrow morning. You know, <laughs> yes, like, exactly. I wish like all of those things, but then like today <laughs> I even made this like long, you know, like sappy post about it on, on Facebook earlier that like I fucking just woke up for some reason today, like the day after my 31st birthday and just felt and it probably is the fucking, you know, Mercury retrograde and lunar eclipse and Bigfoot and all that other shit, too. It's definitely but, Bigfoot. Yeah. Yes, definitely Bigfoot. But it fucking um, felt like I was just 100 pounds off. I just felt super energized. It was it was amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. I You know what? I think that, like, um, one of the things I like most about getting older is um, I'm more emotional but in like, like what I feel like is a grown up way, mm-hmm. like because uh, like when you're younger, you're a lot more emotional and you don't have to have any control over it. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people, I think, go through that phase where they just try to cut out all emotions. You're know, like, well, I don't know how to stop crying uncontrollably, um, or I don't know how to stop being mad all the time. So I'm gonna try and like have no emotions. So I'm gonna make neck. I'm gonna make this face for the next thirty years. Yeah, I'm just gonna grimace. I'm just going to scowl until I just look like fucking Walter White, and that'll be the rest of my life. There like, certainly are so many people that are like that. And now we all Hamburglar. So. Exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> but like, no, I've gotten older and like now I'm like super in touch with all of my feelings. I'm like, I I I'm, I'm able to like cry at movies like unabashedly. It's called like, estrogen, bro. It, it it's might called be. a lack of testosterone. Like it is definitely a fact. It's something that's happening like with fucking males. Like just it's the way that we're moving. Like younger kids have less testosterone. You why technology? All of the fucking gadgets and video games that prevent them from going outside and playing at a young age. It's just. That sounds like something I would have heard from like Ben Shapiro, and I just I want to fact check that. You know? Go yeah, ahead, yeah. What the hell? Go ahead, uh, like go, go look at how many fucking young teenage boys have tits and they're not even fat. I mean, I feel like that's that that's estrogen, bro. That could lack be of testosterone <laughs> from what? For like not standing for the national anthem? Like, no, <laughs> it's because they literally are not getting out and fucking playing and being active. It's. A fucking thing. And then all of yeah. the food that they eat as well. All of the fucking bad, like, all of the chemicals okay. that are okay. in the food. No, I, okay, I will, I will give that. You know, but because, Sure, like, sure. Yeah, it's because people, it's like, because kids look at their phone too much. I'm like, what? Okay, no, well, bullshit. maybe the that way I said not, that. Yeah, the let phones me, are let, turning I, the friggin' I kids gay. Doesn't give you tits. I should have prefaced. I mean, I Facebook might give you tits. <laughs> I should have prefaced that by saying that I was doing a lot of research about this earlier in the year. And <laughs> I just left out a bunch of information. Is like. It, Days and days of information <laughs> that I just fucking was watching in reading all of these fucking articles about weight yeah, loss. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty important. Point. What were you googling? Why do I have tits? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling lucky. No, it's when I like my gut was just like, and still to this day, you know, it's gut health was it's the like biggest those, thing. Like, things where they're like, share this like nine hundred <laughs> times, like if you, you know. <laughs> no, it, it fucking it's you know my gut was just really wreaking havoc you know the the bacteria in there and everything and like i'm just was researching all these things because there's so many different fucking people trying to tell you that it's this way or it's this way and it's this what you need to get rid of there's it's just so back and forth but after watching all of these different movies and and you know um tutorials on fucking nutrition and everything you kind of narrow out the bullshit and you start to see what's common between all of them okay like this is start this is this is real and this is true and that was definitely one of the things that the doctors were talking about especially you know obviously uh with males you know people are eating too much goddamn soy because it's subsidized by the government so it ends up in everything and soy ups (laughs) the amount of estrogen in your body look it up stop farm subsidies people Jesus Christ, you can stop with, like, porn and Subsidies are bullshit. The government is really good at fucking subsidies. Damn, makes man. me fucking crazy. Oh, man. I, I, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Farm subsidies are like the government breaking your leg and then giving you the crutch and then saying, man, isn't it great the government's here to help you walk? Yes. Mm-hmm. I stole oh, that man. from something, but you know, my libertarianism is fucking flaring up. It, right it, now. It's very apt this week. Yeah. Well, <coughs> you know. The, so the government's given us tits. Go on, David. Yeah. And they're making the frogs gay. Obviously, they're making the friggin' frogs gay. <laughs> well, so that was the idea. But what were we talking about? We were talking about before we went off on that tangent. You know what? I, had, I, I don't I, think I you usually, can say we. You went off on that tangent. No, you sidetracked me. You just here. denied the factual stuff that I was spewing out without any evidence. And <laughs> that was just, that's a problem. That's it, problematic, dude. Usually I have notes that like help me remind us like what we just talked about. But all I have is what's in a name... Uh, uh, squatty potty, pussy kazoo. Okay, yeah. And so you never explained exactly what a squatty potty was to me. I was okay. trying to. <laughs> I know. So we went off on the tit tangent. A squatty it's, potty is a. It's like a plastic thing. It's like that, a step stool. Yeah. That like you sit on your toilet and you put your legs in. They're like almost, almost kind of like stirrups, you know. But I mean, they put your body into like a more ergonomic, uh, like. Have you, have you used one yet? 
I actually have not. Yo, I'm telling you, you'd have made a billion dollars. Damn. It is great fucking dropping a deuce with one of those. Damn. It's so great. She's it's like, like worth its you? weight in shit. Or like, no? No, wait. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. fucking incredible. Um, yeah, it's... So like, imagine... This is not going to be good radio. Oh, but I'm just I, I, doing, I a, it I'm doing a visual for David. So imagine you have a stool in the front of your shitter uh-huh. that brings your feet up to here. You know, okay. You and know, like, the reasoning those... behind that is that it's like, it, I don't know, it unfucks the kinks in your guts so you can just drop a deuce better. And I don't know. So it's like how... putting a pillow under, under a girl's back so that when you're boning her, it just like... Yeah, that, that is, bam, that's bam. inappropriate, David. Yeah, this is a family. I made a pop sound. I made it didn't even say anything. I just that's said so gross. No, he made like furious what, eye contact <laughs> with me. Yeah. He stuck his tongue out. It was one of, like, 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 one of those fuckers. Oh, oh. oh, you call that furious? It was gross. Shit. What do you see? What I got? For you? That really? Here. <laughs> it was a pop sound. What the fuck was the show? Well, yeah, that was a great moment of 2018. One uh, of our better ones. One of the better ones for yeah. sure. You know, <laughs> we do uh, take things very seriously here on the show, as you could tell. Yes. You know, we're all about trying to uh, promote people just getting serious about life and, and following their passions, right? As is evidenced by that, yeah. you know, and we've got we've got more to come uh, in, in that regard. Uh, but, uh, you know, we actually do. We do do that. In yeah, a, we, uh, do, we do do that. In, <laughs> do said doo-doo. In, <laughs> We've got another hustler over here mm-hmm. that's going to teach you the ways of being a hustler. My boy Bobby is fucking amazing. Has like, what, 10 businesses or some shit like that? He is a very, very <laughs> impressive cat. Yeah, man. definitely. So Bobby Navarro is going to jump in right here and just kind of give you the lowdown on how he started from nothing and made it into something. How he gets that. You need yeah. that figure it out mentality. Exactly. Figure it out. Yeah, you, know, you kind of just like actually had passion for, you know, exposing restaurants that you enjoyed and kind of just putting it out there. And I think that that's awesome that you stuck with it because, I mean, I can imagine that, you know, well, maybe I don't know. I'm guessing here that there may have been people that have kind of tried to tell you what was up or what to do or like how to go about it. And you're just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Let me do my thing. Like, you know, I'm going to do it my own way. Yeah. I think, I think where I benefited too from that was like, I wasn't really close to anybody that had that as their directive. You know, my family is not in any part of that industry. And even people in the industry are more like restaurant focused and not marketing focused. So mm-hmm. I had the freedom to kind of explore that without any anybody saying anything. They're just like, oh, well, that's a cool hobby. Like continue to do that, you know, until until 2012 when it was like then my full time job. And I like quit all my restaurant jobs to like just do this. Then my like extended family got a little more concerned of like, well, what are you going to do with your life? Like, you know, what, how is this making you money? Like, are you sure that this is going to be a thing? And even then I wasn't sure that it was, but I at least wanted to take, it was the perfect time to take a chance. Like my life was basically resetting. I had lost my job and like, you know, uh, like a lot of family support and all that kind of stuff. So it, my apartment and lots of money. So I just like, it was a good time to just be like, okay, cool. Well then fuck it. Like yeah. nothing else to lose. Nothing else to I'm lose. Gonna, I'm going to go and, and dive in and figure this out. I'm getting chills oh, okay. right now. Yeah. Like, because, because I have like, you know, uh, in a somewhat of a similar position, like, all right, I feel like I'm about to right to there. Yeah. I'm relating to that. Like, you know, it's that pivotal point where you've already kind of, you know what you want to do and you have all these dreams. And the only thing that's setting you back necessarily from doing that is the fact that you have to take that leap and, 
as I've said before on the show that, uh, you know, sometimes the universe will make things just so incredibly awkward that a, a change is just forced to happen. Yeah. You know, you just fucking got to do it and go with it. Yeah. And I think I, I can feel it. Like I just sense that that's coming around the corner for me too. Yeah. But you know, that's part of the chapter. That's like the thing that you have to go through to understand and learn, you know, to, to gain that wisdom. Cause yeah. you could be taught this shit in school, but you know, anything that you're taught in school, you cannot expect it to work exactly that way for everybody. You yeah, know, absolutely not. And, and comfortable people rarely like make big stories, yeah. you know? And yeah. that's, that's the thing is, is, you know, you're, you're usually doing this kind of out of oh, sort of like a desperation sort of like, or it's like such a passion where you, you, you back yourself into that corner, you know? Yeah. And you just gotta, you gotta make that leap and just, just chase that crazy dream. Man. Yeah. Well, you're forced to make it work, you know, yeah. you gotta figure out, okay, well that like, even if like, you know, because uh, that's how I figured out more about the uh, licensing and permitting stuff was because like, okay, well, you know, if we can't get a charity to support us because the liability is too high for us to throw events, then I'm going to create my own charity. So then I have control over who who says what to what because I own both of those entities. So then we started that and I wrote a 96 page document, 10 font, legal verbiage, like submitted it to the IRS like 13 times and got denied and sent it back. And, you did all that by yourself? And I did you all that by myself, oh my sitting in a room, God. just like, what do you want to You want to go take the bar exam, too? <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how do you, what's your, okay, so you, you strike me as the type of guy who just like, does not wait to find somebody else who knows how to do it, or doesn't say, oh, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, like, you do I not strike me as that me. type you're, of You're actually proactive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I hate people in my company that do that, too. Like, the employees I have, and they're like, I don't know how to do it. And I was like, yo, bro, figure it out. Like, I've taught you here, and I've taught you well enough for you to, like, figure out the pieces like yeah. yo google that shit you're a true entrepreneur <laughs> i mean and it's true like i think that when you figure out once you do a little bit of it it's just like anything else like i i, I said before i can't draw for shit and then once you like start to do it and you're like get that confidence in there it's like once you google something you're like wait i learned it i learned something i figured it out yeah. you know and then you're like okay i could do that I have i had those tools they're right there like i can really look up anything what was just holding me back before or still in most cases, just the fact that, you know, it's your own mentality, laziness and fear. It's everybody yeah. thinking you have to go to school yeah. for something like that's the yeah. only way to learn. I you mean, know? I, and I didn't get in any of that, like kind of parallel understanding until like maybe in the last year, like I didn't even ever call myself a CEO until somebody handed me a business card and it was a blogger and it said CEO on it. And it was like, bro, you have like 150 <laughs> followers and like zero employees and no yeah. income and you're calling yourself a CEO and I didn't even call myself a CEO. That's like, that fake yeah. it till you make it shit though, right? right? So, I mean, for it, sure. it varies. I, that varies until for different people. Yeah. Because in a sense, it could have been the same, the same thing for you, but you weren't faking it. You were just kind of like... I would say get... 80% of the times I've seen somebody with CEO, like I've yeah. rolled my eyes because yeah. it's like, okay, you're CEO of that like clothing oh, brand that you started three years ago but didn't really do anything with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. So, I mean, I just, you know, you, you gain that over time based on like what your, your understanding is of whatever you're doing, you know? Um, it's so, funny because back onto that thing, you know, remember Jonathan who was on here, uh, Jonathan uh, Felix, like how yeah, he started yeah. his own company. He was always so like, he want he was just like obsessed with entourage and like Ari Gold. And he just like, you know, like love that, like flashy, like, you know, strike a deal. Let's go ahead. No, we're going to negotiate this shit out. Mm -hmm. And he was also always like, super focused on trying to give everybody in his circle a specific title. And mm -hmm. so like, I was just the really picky opinionated guy when it came to like the music and art, like, and who would just say what I, what I thought. And he was just like, 
yeah, you're my creative consultant. And I was just like, what? Like, I would just laugh, like, creative <laughs> consultant. Until, you know, it was funny. Like, I started seeing, like, people, like, I was a couple other friends that had handed me a business card that said creative consultant. And I think that in a large way, though, what ended up becoming of me, not only because my actual job title is art consultant, <laughs> like, what I'm doing outside of that, like, I do consult a lot of people on you know whatever they're like you know creative you things. rose to the occasion yeah i rose you to the occasion the job you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I, I i came out as the creative consultant even though i used to be like oh, yeah creative consultant like what the fuck is that you know but i, I anyways yeah hey, i just thought that was funny <laughs> that's how the president got there that is how the president got there oh man dress for the job you want right you know wear a red tie and an ugly suit a gigantic and a shitty toupee fucking tie yeah and a, you know, an angry uh, schnauzer on your head. And you'll who get, knows, kids? You'll go places. And just a, you know, a cool loan of $400 million from your father. Yeah. And you can go anywhere in life. You really can. Yeah. You know where else you can go? To the store and have a very interesting story about how you pick up a bottle of whiskey. Aged whiskey. That's uh, what you're going to get right here with this gem of a story that we got from our buddy. That Chris transition <laughs> was like a like 12-year-old bourbon that was so smooth. Oh, so it. smooth. So let's go. Let's just jump right into this story. I don't even want to I don't even want to get ruin anything because it's so just fucking awesome. Hit me with the pisky. Mm-hmm. And uh, All the best I went, bourbon comes from rabbit holes. Yeah? Is that true? No. <laughs> no, it's not true at all. If there's a barrel in the rabbit hole, maybe. Ooh, and, there we go. Maybe Bugs Bunny was the is original it, bourbon this, distiller. In Kentucky? Distilled, distilled from real rabbits. <laughs> in yeah. Kentucky. Kentucky rabbit holes only. Yeah, this got dark real quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I... So I went... I initially went because um, I I went to this... I hung out with some people. And there, the bartender there, super like whiskey bar type place... And, uh, like he was all about it and they were all like talking to like people and I was like not really enjoying the conversation. <laughs> yeah. So I went over and I talked to him for a second and he was like, Oh, that's cool. You know, you like bourbon. And he was like, well, what are some of the ones that you've like tried recently? And we talked and then, uh, we came up, Oh, he came up to me and he gave me one of his favorites. And I was like, this smells like pee. <laughs> and I don't enjoy it. And I felt kind of bad saying that, but I'm not the type of dude that sugarcoats stuff and says that I like everything just because I feel like it's going to not hurt people's feelings. Like, yeah. If if I don't like something, I'll say it. And some people don't like that I do that because they're like, oh, well, you can't just be like, eh. I mean, you're probably not the first guy who tried that whiskey, and nobody else had the balls to tell him that his Maybe, whiskey that's like very, Or that's they probably just took his word for it and were like, yeah, well, this is really good. It comes in a nice bottle, <laughs> and, an, and it's an expensive whiskey. It could have been pee. And so some people. People are too afraid to go like, oh, I don't like this expensive thing because they think the money equals good. Yeah, you know? just reusing the same bottle. That yeah. would be. What if it was I really did, pee? I did that at my house. I, <laughs> I had a I I did I did events. Uh, well, I do a lot of events, but they had like an empty bottle of Blue Label just like laying laying out somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, cool. I'll just you know it, I asked. I think I asked like one of the waiters like, are you guys just gonna throw this out? And they're like, yeah, we always do this. Blah blah blah. So I took the Blue Label home. It had the cork in it and everything. Mm-hmm. Washed it out. Put it up on the shelf. People like made some comments. It was empty at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, people made some. Oh, is that you? And I was telling them like, oh no, it's not. So then one of my roommates got me a bottle for I think it was my I think it was Christmas. Uh huh. Which is on your birthday, sure. Yeah, Christmas or birthday, whatever. <laughs> um, but he got me uh, a bottle of it, and you know it was it's great. You know it's really it's easy to drink, which is cool. Um, it's also very expensive, as we all know. Yes. Um. But so I still had this empty bottle of Blue Label. So people would come over 
before the empty one or after I'd gotten the new one, the full one, mm-hmm. and he would be like, "Oh, I love I love whiskey, you know. Oh, you have Blue Label? Can I can I have some?" And it's one of those things. It's like Blue Label's expensive enough that it's like your ice cream I, now. I I kind of just like I feel like special occasions only, um, mm-hmm. and then definitely not something that you give someone to mix with Coke. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So oh oh what the fuck? They oh, they no, didn't they, they didn't house. they didn't do that on it. Oh, okay. But it was like those like, type, can I get some the, ice and some yeah, Coke. The type like, of people no, that no. are going to put Coke in scotch. It just get at it. Don't don't ask for blue. Yeah, that's what know? that's what red labels for. You know. Yeah, that's what red labels for. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So they were doing that, and I was like, oh man, like I don't know. About this. So then I took um, I took the <laughs> cheapest whiskey that I had, which is Kessler, and it's great for Coke. It's great for if you're trying to you know just like have some guys over to play pool and you want to make some whiskey cokes. Cool, mm-hmm. Kessler. It's like a six dollar bottle, and it's like <laughs> I was gonna say is this fair- Bar- like Barton's quality or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. It's like it's six bucks for uh, a seven fifty. Mm, and uh, that's cool. And you and you don't feel bad about it. And it's like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's halfway decent. You know, it's like a, a like a blended like an American blended. You're speaking thing. this guy's language over here, Mr. Hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so about a deal. So I took I took this thing and I put about half of it in that empty bottle of Blue Label. There you go. And then I put it up on the shelf. <laughs> so sure enough, people come over. Oh, can I try them? Sure. Give it to them in a the little thing, <laughs> the fancy glass of Glen Cairn. Right. And uh, they go, oh, it's just, it's so smooth. It's it's great. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Now, mind you, after probably four or five of whatever shots they had, it might have tasted like it was the greatest thing in the world, regardless of True. what but, they knew But this was. is a human thing. Right. You know, they've, it done, is. Absolutely. they've done so many studies yeah. right. on, like, wine, yeah. where they give people, you know, two oh, I love it. I love that shit. Next to the $300 bottle, and they yeah. pour them, but they switch the labels. People go, oh, yeah, and they just go off on this big thing about, yeah. about the perceived value of it. When really it's it's the two right. buck chuck, and, and the thing is like authenticity. I'm like I'm big on Hurricane's authenticity. Not that bad. You know, sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to kind of go. We really love just making a meal out of one tiny little detail. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of our favorite thing. So you got whiskey that tastes like piss, and then over here on this next one, so, you got what somebody is this cleaning up be? a country. That's made of shit. Okay, you know what? You know what? I'm I'm sorry. I spoke too soon. I didn't I didn't have much faith in you, but you pulled it together out of there, man. Oh man, you have that. fucking no faith, Phil. You oh, suck. Man. Okay, my resolution is to is to be more confident in you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and we should all resolve to be uh, a lot more like our next guy. This was uh, this is maybe one of my favorite episodes that we that we've ever done. This was my friend uh, Stephen Martin. Who has a, uh, I mean, a very harrowing and heart wrenching uh, story about uh, his life and his journey over the past few years, his um, his battle with, uh, well, you know what? Maybe I'll just uh, yeah leave it leave it for yeah. people to kind of find yeah. out yeah. You how he out. found activism and how he, um, you know, has found his purpose in life. Yeah, and it's uh, it's truly moving and and uh, you know. One of the best things I think we've done. Yeah, this is one of those ones that you should listen to to see that we do, you know, definitely have that side to us as well. You know, we're trying to spread this positive message out there. So take a listen, see what you get. So, okay. And, um, well, um, it'll, it starts in April of 2016. Um, I went to go get a um, an STI routine STI checkup. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when you're gay, the CDC recommends that gay men at that age level um, 
routinely get STI checks every three months. So, mm. and I'm not worried anything at all. I'm a healthy person. And, um, and then I get the, the, you know, I leave there and they're like, no news is good news. If we should, if you should hear back from us, it'll be in two weeks. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, going about my business. I'm in community college. I was at Santa Monica college at the time. I was in the, in the quad. All of a sudden my phone blows up and it's a very frantic nurse. And, and I'm like, Oh shit, I got something like, and then, and then she's, I ask about like the ones that you wouldn't really have to worry about. And then I started thinking, Oh no, maybe it's something more serious. So I'm thinking because I'm gay, it's like, Oh God, do I have HIV or whatever? That's going to be such a, and so I, I'm thinking this is the moment they're going to tell me, I'm going to hear it on the phone. I'm at school. Like this sucks. And then I like get it out of her. She's like, I want you to come here. And I'm like, no, uh, tell me right now what's going on. And she goes, well, your, your white blood cells are abnormal. And I'm like, that's weird. Okay. So what does that mean? Like put that in perspective for me. And she goes, well, a normal person's white blood cell uh, response at a normal level would be scoring between four and 8,000. And, and I'm like, okay, so what's mine? And she goes, well, well, 10,000 would be somebody who like is very, very sick, maybe has the flu. And I'm like, okay, so what's mine? And she goes, 115,000. And, you know, from going to school and knowing what too many white blood cells means, I like instantly knew I'm like, they're telling me I have cancer. And I asked her, she, and, and then she's like, I cannot confirm that but you need to get to a hospital. And I get to the hospital and they do the, probably what was it, a day or two later. No, we went that night. We went that night. Um, they, um, no, you went to the doctor. Remember? And he said, you need to go to the hospital and that's we were right. going to delay it a day. I was going to delay it a day. And then he comes back and he goes, your white blood cell count is at 165,000 now. You need to go to the you need to go to the doctor. You're at a larger risk for having a stroke. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh shit. this is all happening in the process of 24 hours. Yeah, it's so fast. And, and so as that's going on, as my earth is shifting, I'm also watching the 2016 election from mm-hmm. this place of absolute confidence that Hillary was going to win mm-hmm. and I was not nervous about losing my health care I thought shit. oh my god it's this is I can't wait till this is over this is so nerve wracking um, and then I election night and November, was that November 10th 2016 I go to Santa Monica Boulevard all the gay bars in WeHo I'm sitting at the five guys and I watch Florida Pennsylvania all of them start coming in and these are like the key swing states and I lost it and right at that moment I I was like I'm gonna die this is I'm there I'm gonna lose my access to my medication I'm I'm they are going to legislate my insurance away and I cannot afford anything close to this and it was 
the most surreal feeling. I started vomiting. I was crying. People were trying to console me on the sidewalk. Like with everything that had already happened to you in that short amount of time too, you're probably thinking like, fuck, not, like this is the end. This there's, is the there's end. There's like nothing, like this was like your fate. Like this just all meant to come to this shitty yeah. close. And I can only imagine how terrifying and, you know, like I'm over here I, like sitting up like. I remember the, just the dread that I felt kind of knowing in the abstract that was there without really fully being able to understand like the 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 consequences just knowing yeah. that things are going to be bad the gravity of it like hit like to a be freight train immediately it was it was it was the absolute worst feeling and then i felt so reassured the next morning when hillary got up and her last words were to resist mm-hmm. and i was like i'm going to resist this i am not going to go down without a fight and if they think they're going to take my insurance away, they're going to have to pry me out of the halls of Congress. And and <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen, but I'm going to make it happen. And one, I, I was having trouble sleeping for about a year. And um, I, I used to spend all night smoking blunts on my balcony mm-hmm. and just watching the sunrise over um, L.A., downtown LA over the skyscrapers that's our the view from our apartment mm-hmm. and um I remember being up at 5 a.m watching the sunrise and I just like thought oh this is so beautiful and I turned on the news and they're like Kamala Harris is having a rally in two hours I'm like I'm going to that and um here I'll pull up the pictures um but um I just uh, I got a green poster I called my sisters because my sisters were very worried about me um and i was like let's go to this protest let's 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 be people who we've never been before and let's resist this and come with me i'm gonna have a poster and the poster read i was 26 when i was diagnosed with cancer uh, leukemia and the aca saved my life and um i wrote that because i took a pr class and one of the fundamental rules of that public relations class I walked away with is don't do anything unless you're going to be newsworthy. And so I really wanted people to know like this fight for healthcare, I will, I will die. If, if, if this, if, if we lose, this is a very real thing. My, my white cells will just start reproducing whether or not I have insurance and I can't stop that mutation. And the, um, the government f- like forces this specialty type of medication. It's a very expensive medication. It's not like other medications. There's no other drugs for it. And um, I wanted people to bear witness to that. And here is no, that's not it. Um, I wanted people to bear witness to that. So uh, this is um, I caught the eye of one of the organizers. And they asked me to first come up the stairs and they pulled me behind the ropes and put me in front of the crowd. And then I believe it was a city council member for, of Los Angeles who goes, there's a very special someone here. Please, everybody look over here up at the top of the stairs. Can you read his sign? And he read my sign out loud. The whole crowd starts 
applauding me for my efforts. And I'm not doing this for mm-hmm. attention. Yeah. I'm doing this for people to bear to bear witness to my testimony. And and I just, you know, start crying in front of everybody and then it caught the eye of Senator Harris's aide and Senator Harris ha- asked for a picture of me from the from the event and um we end up um meeting i get to talk to her and sh- she asked me for you know first thing how are you doing that's you know that's what you ask people when you first mm-hmm. meet and how's your health what what's going on tell me tell me your fears and you know i got to really have a like a very private moment to confide with her and we both walked away from from that moment basically promising each other that we were going to fight and i she when i asked her you're going to fight for me right and she goes it's the only thing i know how to do and that that kind of just made me feel even more connected to this moment is like how serendipitous that the first yeah. time i go to a protest yeah i, I was going to say this whole Harris. scene kind of yeah. it felt almost fate. like pre- <laughs> predestined in a, yeah. in a way how uh, how casual it it all kind of fell together and then the or the organizer from from that um from that event um her her name is Nancy and she um she reached out to me. We reached out to each other on, on Facebook and she's like, our photographers got all these pictures of you. You are so great. Blah, blah, blah. And I just casually asked her, I'm like, you know, if you ever need someone to speak or whatever, you know, please feel, f- I, I want to get involved. I want to be a patient activist. I want people to have to look me in the eyes and, and, and know what the, what repeal of Obamacare looks like. It would be to deny me my medication. That's what it would look like. And so the, you know, it was full steam ahead in D.C. for Obamacare repeal. First thing, like, up on the order. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I, I had, at the time, joined um, an LGBT organization's volunteer resistance squad. And we, we ended up leading about 500, 500 people into um phone banking postcard writing um rapid response um i ended up just going there every single day in arriving with the the staff at you know in the morning and leaving with them at night uh all at the same time just to asking if there's anything that would make your job easier for you to make a larger impact that I could do for you, like remedial work. Just have me do that, and I was doing that, and it slowly brought me into conversations, and and then that kind of led to being um, on their leader, one of their leadership volunteers, and that was pretty cool. And um, it's it felt less like having to force people to bear witness, and more like finding a community who all had the same thing at stake, and that starts to build me up a little bit more and people start looking at me for answers and all of a sudden um i the organizer from the first protest starts calls me and says there's a speaking opportunity there'll be news cameras uh it's about healthcare. would you like to share a story it's a speaking spot for two minutes and i was like i'll show up 
And so I spoke, I believe, after Senator Ed Hernandez, who is a fabulous um, uh, senator who is in California's Senate. And he chairs the uh, health committee in the Senate. And he was fabulous. And um, I got to I got to speak and be in front of people. And it, 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 it felt so... Um, I felt like I was really standing up for the first time, like since being being sick, and and I spoke passionately, and that led to more news organizations calling me and coming to my house, and you know, shooting pictures of my all my pills and asking me about who I am, what I what I what I do in the community, getting to know me, making me human to a lot of people. And then it, then something like clicked. I'm like, gosh, this resistance stuff, you can do a lot of fun stuff. And all you have to do is show up. All you got to do is show up. And he was not wrong. Yeah. Man. You know, it's, it's really, uh, it's incredible how just even what seems like just a little bit of participation and how far that can take you, like, you know, in this democracy. And what we, uh, what we went on from there. Uh, you know, well, you know from the who, time we recorded that was to a historic, uh, you know, midterm, uh, win. Uh, you know, we flipped this uh this district that's been deep red Republican for oh, thirty years, and uh, you know, we we are putting a check uh a check into place to uh you know help keep the ACA and Stephen alive, and so this activist stuff is is important. It works, and I mean, hopefully, you, you just know, gotta show up exactly. Exactly, man. You know who else shows up to work every single day, though? Who? Serious. Like, who? they're determined to make a change in this world. And they, you know, they, they're very good at what they do. And I had to give it off to this guy. It's the next guy that we have on, or at least the story that I'm telling about this next one. Nick Jason. He oh, goes for it Nick every Jason. day. God. Nick Jason is persistent. <laughs> and, and he's just got all the right selling techniques that is going to take him right up to, you know, the top of the line. As a little palate cleanser. <laughs> why don't we grace everyone to finish off the end of part one with the ballad of nick jason anyways but yeah so talking to you billy <laughs> no What's we're up, talking billy? to nick nick jason oh yeah nick jason <laughs> what's up nick nick jason <laughs> Nick Jason, Nick, uh, Nick Jason Nick probably Jason. is not going to listen to this till well, tomorrow. Get his fake name right, bro. Nick, he's obviously a huge fan. Jason, because Jason. yeah, he's probably not <laughs> going to to get this right because he's uh is he in fake? Bangladesh, so he'll, he's like sleeping right now. Just let him continue before you ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> this is really like not going where it th- where it's th- you're thinking it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, he's in Bangladesh. Okay. Are you really gonna stop there? What the well, fuck is wrong with you? Well, she's supposed to ask me some questions. About <laughs> <laughs> don't don't ask me. Listen, and then he two of us to are ever like, allowed to know what's going on. <laughs> so Nick time. Jason hits us up today. He hits us up on Messenger, and I'm actually just gonna pull it out just to see. Right? Okay, he is. <laughs> he he, a random dude messages us on Messenger, and then I looked at his profile, and it is just like a JPEG out like like. <laughs> Like Jersey Shore extra or <laughs> yeah, something like so, that. So bad. His name is Nick Jason, but he's from Bangladesh, and all of his friends like I do not know what letters or words or <laughs> what language that the names were on like the rest of the profile. And he's like, "Hey, buddy, I can get you, you know, lots of good plays. I'm podcast <laughs> promoter." I'm like, 
Um, I'm going to go ahead with no. And then he can take it from here. Yes. Because so he was just it. going to do this without giving you any of the goddamn context. <laughs> right, right, right. That's kind of how I do things over here. So he goes, for only $450 per month and $120 per week. Oh, wait, let's go back to what he first said. So is anyone available to chat? And then there's an auto response, as he said, that said, foolish mortal, ask your question and have it answered for the meager price of your soul. Couldn't resist putting <laughs> something here. Sup, Nick? We'll get back to you soon. Totally seems like he wrote this. It does yeah. not seem like an automated response. <laughs> I, so this, no, that's the default one from Facebook. Yeah. So yeah. this. <laughs> that's just like what it always does when you click autoresponder. <laughs> I can never tell this he guy. Finally, this guy he finally here. gets this one. Guy over here. Like, I hope, say it straight. There's hope for me yet. Anyway. Obviously, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm so proud. He of takes you. advantage of my ignorance towards anything technological. No, he but, trusts me, and I don't know why. Yeah, I'm, I'm very <laughs> trusting. So back, so back to what you're saying. So he does that in this. What we don't know is whether it's a bot or not. It could be like a fucking bot or this really weird dude that's just trying to be fucking like Nick Jason. And he says, sir, I'm an expert podcast promoter. Do you need any help to promote your podcast for SoundCloud? Sir, are you interested? <laughs> like, oh, one thing, like, what? Like, bro, you're getting kind of pushy polite. here. He said, well, it's kind of like really pushy, polite. Like, sir, please choose now. Like, come on. I just asked you. Do you want it or not? He's like, and he's like, thanks, but not at this time. All nice and shit, right? And so I'm like watching, like, God, I want to kind of troll this guy so bad. So I told him, I go, if he responds, I'm going to troll him. He says, sir, you will get from me, one, real and organic listeners and lots of plays and listens. Two, lots of real and organic downloads. Three, huge amount of subscribers. Four, top position, what you want. Top position, whatever you want. Five, lots of real and organic reviews. Lots of real and organic shit, this guy's got. He doesn't offer me any organic weed, anything like that. He's just like, you can get this stuff. I say, sir, he says. How many times did he use real and organic? At least three separate times in that one statement. You know what makes me not feel like something is real or organic? <laughs> Saying it three well. fucking times. Yeah, exactly. And then he says right after that, sir, can I make your podcast the best one? And then the next one. <laughs> for- <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, what? I didn't finish reading. Oh yeah, he said, sir, can I make... Oh no, no. Did you know- can I make your podcast No, 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 sorry, sorry. He did one? not ask. I messed that up. He did not ask. He said, sir, I can make your podcast the best no, one. No, fuck that. He said, may I, may I make your podcast the best one? And then he said, That's how I'm telling the for story. Only $450 per month and $120 per week. Then he puts a thumbs up. And then I'm, he's like, sir... Are you interested even after that? And I say, I'll give you 30 schmeckles and one plumbus to start. Get us in the top 10 by tomorrow and I'll agree to have, get pay you 250 thousand eye holes. But you will only receive once we reach the number one spot. And he goes, sir, what is schmeckles? So mind you, I'm not getting anything that he's sending, but like in my notification bar, I'm just getting like new message. And I can only see what he's sending to us. And I just look and I see, sir, can you please tell me what you mean by schmeckles? I'm like, I said it's our currency. Our currency on Charles Famador. And he goes, and what did you mean by 250k eye holes? Eye holes are a delicacy here on Charles Famador worth millions. Okay, sir. Please tell me the sentence again in U.S. dollar. <laughs> and I said, oops, sorry, we just got picked up by a major promoter from Gondor. We don't need your services at this time. Thank you. Please give me a single chance, sir. 
Sorry, Nick Jason. We already got signed on with your competitor, Ralph George. Sir, but your podcast is not even in the category top 200. Not today, but tomorrow we are guaranteed number one for only $10 a month. Oh, it's great, sir. Right? We are stoked. Best of luck to you, best of luck to you Nick Jason. And you too, sir. <laughs> well, well, that's a wrap for part one of our 2018 wrap-up. And like uh, yeah, you know, tune in to the next week episode, uh, next week's episode and to catch sure, part two. Yeah, make sure you're subscribed to us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Let It Bleed Cast on all of the social medias that you can find. And uh, make sure you uh, follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Facebook. Uh, you're outside the window while we record this, like however you guys experience a podcast. Just make sure that you subscribe to it. Spread it around, uh, you know, show people this uh, this little montage we got going on here. Or enter the raffle to join in and see who can become a live audience member oh, once a week. Shit. We're going to start this new thing. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and do this new raffle to see who can win a spot to be our live audience member. Oh, man. Wait, do, are, they re- are they replacing one of our... One of our other live audience members? No, well, Frankie's not really all here all at all the time. So, oh, man. you know, Brie will at least have somebody else to like smoke weed with while we're just hanging oh, out. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. cool. So I don't have to replace my girlfriend. No. Like, okay. No, 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 no. I can replace the kid. No, no, no. She'll, I can, she'll, it, it's, it's her cat. It's fine. <laughs> she'll be like the, the Andy Richter of the okay. show, oh, kind of okay. like off to the side, you know? Fair enough. Yeah. She'll, she'll, Frankie will replace me, and then I have to go live on the screen. <laughs> I like that. Basically. All right. Well, yeah. Tune in next week, as always. Let it bleed.